0: don't come into my house and tell me that Remus Lupin wouldn't be wearing brown on brown on brown like my dad did in the 70s. Oh, God. I will post a blog post with the picture I found that is my canonical Remus Lupin. It's this delightful 70s Sears catalog boy. (laughs) It's great. He's got like the bucket hair. Hannah, you could
1: change this fandom. (laughs) (laughs) I legitimately have tried.
0: Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake... Whatever you
1: do. Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah and this is the world's
0: only March Madness style Brad Pitt themed podcast where we're pitting every single one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. This week we are talking about... 12 Monkeys versus Happy Together. Not the Wong Kar Wai movie. Still not that one. I still haven't seen it, even though it looks like it's extremely my shit. Uh, (laughs) This is not a spoiler-free podcast, so if you're worried about being spoiled for 12 Monkeys, which is now a TV show and also came out in, like, 93, or Happy Together, a movie that's literally only available on VHS... uh (laughs) You're in luck. (laughs) You're in luck, because... We're gonna tell you everything that happens. Uh, if you don't want to know everything that happens, you can stop this and uh, go listen to listen to the movies. Go watch them. You listen to them with your eyeballs. You can just listen to the audio if you want. Yeah, like an audiobook. It could be like a really experimental audio book. <laughs> that's what I do when I draw and watch TV. I'll like put on Face Off, and I won't like watch it, even though that's like. Face Off the TV show, not the movie with Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger, which is what always happens when I try to illegally watch Face Off. is It's like, oh, you mean the Nick Cage movie? I'm like, I absolutely don't. That sounds like a struggle every day. Oh, my God. It's so hard. But they're going to put it all. I think it's all on Hulu now.
1: So now I can draw so
0: many pictures (laughs) while listening to the audio of people (laughs) drawing pictures on faces. Yeah, and making, like, vacuum forms and stuff. I always, like, we're going off topic, but I always really like it because it's just, like, a creative thing that you know that you can't really do or will ever be good at. Like, I'm too clumsy to sculpt. I'm just, like, bad at it. So, like, watching these people make these really awesome sculptures and stuff – I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Too bad I can't do it, but I wish I could. But, like, I don't feel competitive. Yeah. Whereas if I were to watch something about people like, I don't know, professional drawing or, like, <laughs> Look writing.
1: Look at those lines go. <laughs> <laughs> the clock is
0: ticking. Yeah, then I would be like, fuck that shit. I gotta get this, uh, this contour right. <laughs> uh, you know, like. One of these eyes is a little wonky. <laughs> One of a, I'll just cover it with hay. <laughs> put the hands in pockets (laughs) hands behind the back in a way that no one ever stands this is the
1: last thing I'll say on this tangent but um and I've tweeted about this before Ah! Okay, I found when I was a kid this girl on DeviantArt (laughs) and all of her characters were double amputees for their arms like they didn't have any arms because she didn't want to draw arms which is like
0: Very relatable. Arms suck because they're just like one tube.
1: Yeah, they just keep going. But this is
0: totally off topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess you could just say we're really happy together. (laughs) So we're going to talk about happy together.
1: (laughs) Two peas in a pod. Okay, you guys, Happy Together is the best movie in the world. It's so good. I think that the demographic
0: listening to March Bradness is also probably like very close to being a circle with the demographic of people who read fan fiction. No offense to Mm. anyone. It's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know that fan fiction slash regular fiction trope where it's like, we were put together in a situation and we hated each other, but then we learned to love each other and actually were true love. Are you talking about Harry slash Draco? Yeah. Sarah's full on a dreary. <laughs> Sarah fucking loves Harry and Draco. I'm sitting here with my pure ass Ron Hermione shit. Okay,
1: but you just made it sound like I have like posters on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I think I read like one fic all the way. I'm like not a fic girl, but like you got Drear. Come on. I just don't. I just, I, you know, That's I'm it. like
0: my OTP is Harry and crushing misery after like the whole thing.
1: I can't believe I just feel it. like Harry couldn't
0: be a normal person after the conclusion of the series. And like Ron and Hermione found each other through trauma and stuff. And then Harry's like kind of this weird PTSD third wheel.
1: I feel like I don't even know you. I'm
0: sorry. Like, not even like Sirius Sirius and and Remus, which is a thing that everyone likes. Um, That's, they're old. Yeah, I don't get the Marauders. No. I'm like, not into it, personally. I'm just like, cool, they
1: were bullies. Next. I like that both of us have been talking about Harry Potter, but at the same time we're both like, yo, fuck Harry Potter. (laughs) Yo, fuck that shit. (laughs) Harry Potter in 2018, no.
0: (laughs) Um, But you know what we should do in 2018? Happy Together, starring Patrick
1: Dempsey. Yeah, all this to say that like enemies (laughs) to lovers is like kind of hot. Yeah, oh, for sure. I can get behind that. Okay, the tagline of this movie is all you need to know about it, and it is roommates by accident, dot, dot, dot. Lovers by Choice, choice. which is like the perfect film. It's so cute.
0: It stars John Patrick Dempsey, who is uh, no offense to any boy, but outside of the 12 feet tall and looks like he eats cigarettes, the ideal boy. And Patrick Dembski is who is he? he was either McDreamy or McSteamy. Yeah, he was one of the, he was the he in was Grey's the Mc whatever with the dark hair and the big nose that I think she ended up having a baby with. I think he's the one that she ended up picking, but I also think that that might be because the other one died.
1: There, I, I heard, and I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy a long time ago because I love and respect myself, <laughs> but I heard that like half of the characters died in a plane crash. Yeah, there's like like nobody.
0: Except for that one dude who everyone wanted to play Finnick in the Harry in the in the Harry Potter in the Hunger Games movies, and then Ellen Pompeo is still on, and she's like the highest paid actress in TV history because she's like like been
1: slogging through Grey's Anatomy for ten thousand years. Hannah, do you think that we're stalling because Brad Pitt is in Happy Together <laughs> for approximately five seconds?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I'm enjoying it. This is what the people want. I don't know. I'm having a good time, guys. Um, no, Brad Pitt is <laughs> we are stalling. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: Grey's Anatomy is good. You should watch it. I really liked watching Grey's Anatomy. And there is a plot, which is like also too, I think it'd be more interesting to watch it as an adult because like a major part of it is like they're growing up. You know what I mean? Like they've been in school and they did their residencies and stuff. And And now they're they're finally grown "Mm up. And they're like trying to like learn how that is with like the drama of life and death all around them. Mm. And really good music and like Snow Patrol. (laughs) uh, When I say
0: really good music, I mean... It's like Snow Patrol. I still can't listen to that one. Fuck it. Yeah, that one, I can't listen to it without imagining that Grey's Anatomy ad. Like, I see... Everyone in Grey's Anatomy is floating through my head. And I'm like, I wish I was thinking about my gay OCs or my Neopets right now. Because this is, like, absolutely quintessential Neopets look-up
1: song. Yeah, that's all Grey's Anatomy music was. Yeah. I honestly, because I was watching it when I was, like, peak Neopets. And I got so many, like, I would just snatch songs from Grey's Anatomy and stick them right onto my lookups. Oh, great.
0: Anyway. Uh, anyways, happy together with Patrick Dempsey from Grey's Anatomy. See? um, <laughs> He's really cute in it skinny,
1: not ripped. Hannah spends approximately 30% of the time that we watch these movies. Both times. Either talking about or tweeting about (laughs) or tweeting at Patrick Dembski about his turtleneck, I'm going to butcher this, turtleneck, boat neck, crew neck sweaters. Mock neck, boat neck. I still don't know like what that means, but. I'll
0: draw you a picture.
1: Hannah really likes the sweaters. It's Their sweaters are so good.
0: He has this also really good, um, and this is the only one you can find a picture of. You can't find a picture of the mock neck boat neck, but um, it's like this really nice like cashmere thing, but it looks like he cut the collar off. So it's like kind of frayed and it's like, and I'm like, I wish I looked like that. Like if I were a boy, that's
1: what I would want to look like.
0: And I think that I could, question mark? Yeah. Maybe?
1: Absolutely. I think I'd be short if I were a boy, though. Hmm. Do you mean, like, your current height, but just a boy? Making you kind of short for a boy? Yeah. (laughs) But my dad is, like, an okay height. Yeah. He's not that tall. Yeah. I would be, we've talked about this, but I would be, like, a farm boy, Mm -hmm. and I would be just absurdly stupid, and I would just (laughs) be, like, aggressively straight. (laughs) Sarah thinks about... That all the time. All the time. I know my next life. Or maybe my previous life. Mm. I think it's my next life. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. <laughs> oh, I won't.
0: Um, okay, anyway. So, this is all to say that Brad Pitts in this movie for about five
1: minutes as a college student. He's got his Pringles hair. This is Pringles era commercial, Brad. Right? He walked off set of the Pringles commercial <laughs> and walked on set to Happy Together, and he's like, I'm here. This is the latter of his career, mm-hmm. moving from Pringles to Happy Together. He's like, oh yeah, I finally got a role. I speak and he's roll. Like, I, have a, I And they're like, I'm What's in your three line? scenes. And he's like, what did he say? He's like, go back to bed, kid. Because
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's trying to hook up with Patrick Dempsey's roommate, Alex, who's a girl. Ooh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, who's there? Oh. Oops. <laughs> go back to sleep, kid. Shut the door. He has so few lines in this movie that the example clip has to be the same <laughs> example clip from the last episode. No, it's... Okay, so you see him sitting in the classroom. Oh, it's the plot of this movie really quick, I guess. Oh, yeah. Patrick
0: Dempsey and this woman named Alex are assigned to live in the same room as each other in college. And at first, Patrick Dempsey's like, eh, because she's like a wild-heart, spirited woman, and he's like a straight-laced wannabe playwright
1: he's a capricorn and she's either an aries or a gemini Mm -hmm. we're not quite sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and then they learn to love each other sorry It's
0: true. All signs, but they end up living happily together ever after in New York in Hell's Kitchen where she waits and he's working on a play while working on All My Children or something.
1: You know, there's someone's (laughs) GOC? This is explained in the end credits.
0: With like that thing where it's like
1: black and then it has like the text on it, which like low key is one of my favorite things. I really like that. No, this movie is like deliciously cheesy. It's so like all of the lines are just like, I can be loved by you. (laughs) (laughs) They're like finally getting together. Let me be loved by you. Yeah. Uh, at the end and she's like I have to tell you something I'm terrible with forever I don't have a clue and he's like I'll teach you we'll do it together and like yeah it's It's so cute it's the good stuff it's just like really like peak (gasps) Valentine Valentine's Day watch this movie with your honey for Valentine's Day honestly this episode is gonna come out on Valentine's Day hell yeah we're talking about love no it's not (laughs) fuck shit Valentine's Day is over I hope you had a good one you should go back in time Twelve Monkeys style and watch this. On
0: balance. <laughs> we'll get there. No, honestly,
1: like there's not a lot to say about this Brad. He, he is great as this college student. I mean, yeah, he he's had, just he's just a dude, bro. He had one job and, and he did
0: it. He did it well. He showed we? up. He kissed that lady. He went in line at a kissing booth. He rode in a car.
1: That's it. And he was sitting in class looking pensive.
0: Yeah, he was thinking.
1: Uh, he's a step above a background character. <laughs>
0: But only barely. Yeah. You're like, oh, Brad Pitt probably got paid like 200 bucks, maybe 500, but it was a non-union gig. He just needed it to get the credit. Yeah. Do you think Brad Pitt and Patrick Dempsey are still friends? I hope so. I wish.
1: I. That's really funny that their starring actor turned out to be less famous than their background <laughs> character.
0: Yeah. But they were both, like, pretty famous at the same, you know, like, peak McDreamy McSteamy. Yeah. Like, Patrick Dempsey was pretty fucking famous. He just was, like, famous in TV land instead of, like, movie land. True. But, like, I feel like they occupied a similar space. That's true. For this week's Brad reputation, can we talk about what's going on with Patrick Dempsey right now Uh, nothing's happening with Brad Pitt? Yeah, why not? I haven't gotten a Google card in Brad Pitt forever. Um, All of the Google cards I've been getting are like, Brad Pitt is not kissing Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I'm so bored of that. I know. It's like, we get a gossip cop. Let's Brad Pitt's about- just making his
1: sculptures. <laughs> What's going on with, hey, okay, Google. <laughs> okay, Google. <laughs> okay, Google. What's going on with Patrick Dembski today? Together at... Now the latest news on Brad Pitt. I hope Sorry. Patrick Dempsey is doing something really interesting. First of all,
0: there's no K in his name. So it's just Patrick Dempsey, which I don't know. Oh, I didn't know. Fuck. He used to be married time. to someone named Rocky Parker. That's oh, who's a, a woman.
1: That's not a name.
0: Rocky is a boy's name or a dog name.
1: Patrick is straight?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <clears> hmm. <throat> Ooh, oh, this is about Ellen Pompeo talking about Patrick Dempsey leaving Grey's Anatomy.
1: Hmm. You know, honestly, this news doesn't even have to be recent. We can talk about old Patrick Dempsey news. <laughs> I'm still saying it with a K. I Why
0: Derek's death on Grey's Anatomy was a defining moment from Pop Sugar Australia.
1: Oh my God, they killed McSteamy, Dreamy. Hmm. I promise this is a a podcast about Brad
0: Pitt. Oh, she was talking about, like, when they killed him off. It was a defining moment because in prior contract negotiations, she couldn't really hardball because they were like, we don't need you. We have Patrick Dempsey. Like, we can kill you off, even though you're Grey of Grey's Anatomy. But then they killed off Patrick Dempsey, and she was like, ha-ha, you need me. She says, for me, Patrick leaving the show was a defining moment deal-wise. They could always use him as leverage against me. We don't need you. We have Patrick, which they did for years. I don't know if they also did that to him because he and I never discussed our deals. There were so many times where I reached out about joining together to negotiate, but he was never interested in that. Patrick. Patrick. Rude. Ellen Pompeo says revealing her $20 million Grey's Anatomy salary was, quote, an empowering story for women. (laughs) Haley. Can I go up to my next, like, merit thing and be like, I need $20 million a year. Ellen Pompeo empowered me. <laughs> hey, ladies, listen up. I'm about to teach you about... <gasps> She's a Capricorn. Oh, she would. Oh, no, Patrick Dempsey's a
1: Capricorn. Oh, he would. Oh, so he canonically is. <laughs> wow. Cool. Called it. If you'd like your TV astrology chart, email us, and we will give it to you. We are very good TV astrologers. I still have to do one for Chloe. Chloe Worian,
0: this is your TV astrology chart. Ooh, live. <sighs> okay, so we're doing the friends. Chloe Warian. I knew in high school. She's an she's a great listener. She's an avid fan of March Bradness. She has a really good Instagram. She likes to talk about like ghosts and stuff. Like she's like really interested in like paranormal activities and hauntings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also America's Next Top Model. And she's great and I love her. And her chart is um hmm. she's like serious. She's she's got like she's got, like got like a serious scholarly nature about her, which. It's hard because, like, Ross is, like, really desperate. So I don't want to say she's a Ross son. But then she's also, you know, like, she's mm-hmm. got a little bit of that. She's definitely got Phoebe in her. Mm-hmm. Well, with the ghosts and all. Definitely a Phoebe Moon. Uh, I'm going to say Monica's son, Phoebe Moon. Ross rising? I always feel bad putting Ross in people's charts since the internet hates Ross. I don't think you should let that affect your decision. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. Because it's like you're a strong, independent lady. But you got like that whimsy to you, you know, and then you got that like academic basing. If you would like a
1: TV star chart, <laughs> contact us. At March Bradness. I think we should include a caveat to this, which is that if we don't know you, include your Twitter.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I, we got we to gotta
1: scroll through. I got to, if I
0: don't know you, I got to like get to know you. Yeah, you know? and your
1: your tweets will reveal enough. Yeah. Johnny wanted to
0: do his friend's chart. And he is a Chandler Sun, Chandler Moon, and Ross Rising. Nice. I like the double Chandler. Yeah, oh for sure. He's like full Chandler. Uh and then and then Chris is Phoebe's son, Monica Moon, Chandler Rising.
1: I like that we just turned Brad's reputation into something that has nothing to do with Brad. There's
0: nothing happening with him right now. He's sculpting. Let him sleep. He's working on his divorce. Maybe he's working on a movie. I don't know. All right, guys, are we ready to get into the Brad?
1: Are you ready, kids? <laughs> <sighs> Hi, okay. Captain. 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. This is the big one. You've been waiting for this. We were just teasing you.
0: (laughs) Sidebar, if you do want to hear a more in-depth look at Happy Together, you can listen to the episode from last season. Oh, yeah. We do talk about it quite a bit. Um, But 12 Monkeys. 90-something? 90? 90 Very early 90s. To the point where I was like,
1: damn, I hadn't seen a movie from the 90s for a while. And I was like, damn, we were... What were we doing in the 90s? Like, what was going on? We really liked... Grunge. It was 95, so it was mid-90s. That checks out, though. It's super, like, Matrix. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) It's so much.
0: Like, picture a
1: movie that only takes place in, like, an industrial... Like, we all lived in caves, which is kind of the point. So, 12
0: Monkeys, 95, Terry Gilliam, who also directed Brazil, Time Bandits, The Fisher King, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So, like, this, like, checks the fuck out for his aesthetic. Basically, Bruce Willis is a man from the future and in the future over 5 billion people were killed through some mysterious virus that like we don't really know what happened, but a bunch of people died and now humans live underground and animals rule above. And this spooky panel of like scientists send him back in time to try and figure out what's going on. Like if there's a way that we can capture a sample of the virus so that we can make a vaccine or a cure in the future. So we can go upstairs again,
1: go outside. So we can see the
0: air. Um, Bruce Willis is like this big hulking Bruce Willis of a man. (laughs) (laughs) And like he gets sent back to the past and he's supposed to go to 96 because 1996 is the year that this virus breaks out. But they accidentally send him to 1990 and he's like foaming at the mouth and like beats up a bunch of cops and stuff. So they admit him into a psych ward. Where they're like, this is a crazy person because it's 1990 and we don't know that he's a time traveler. Um, And he's put in the psych ward where he meets Brad Pitt, who's a crazy person also. Uh, Asterisk, neurodivergent. Another asterisk, potentially
1: problematic. Yeah, like this whole episode probably like warning was before we developed a more nuanced language around mental illness. And um, I said this episode. I mean this movie. Yeah, uh, it's very much like psych ward, crazy yeah. people, everyone's like, drooling yeah, and like chewing on their hands. Yeah, and Yeah, it's very uh, problematic. Problematic. But I think that in order to talk about Brad, we need to talk about him within the lens of this yeah. movie's like super
0: hyped up view of mental illness, right? Like this is like this is like a one flew over the. I say this having not seen one flew over the cuckoo's nest, but like this is very much of that, like. Realm of like scary crazy people.
1: Yeah, and like Brad is acting within like this cartoonified version of a crazy right. person, which is like really not based on any one particular thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, this he's just movie crazy. is like before we were like, oh, there's different types of crazy. <laughs> there's you know? Different types of crazy. It's like like they didn't even try to pick a diagnosis for Brad. He, yeah, we were just like or for any of these characters, yeah, they're just like, like, oh, like you're
0: you're just crazy. So if you're Trying to watch Twelve Monkeys for a nuanced portrayal of mental illness? Don't <laughs> don't do it. If you're trying to watch Twelve Monkeys for a really fucking bonkers, weird '90s grunge time travel like
1: PETA movie, <laughs> absolutely do it because okay. it's a trip. <laughs> I'm gonna wait to make my joke because I'm really excited. to
0: make it. <laughs> Um. So, anyways, so they send Bruce Willis into the past. He gets put in a psych ward where he meets Brad Pitt who's, like, bouncing off the walls crazy. And then the whole reason Bruce is sent to the past is to, like, try to figure out this mystery of, like, the 12 monkeys, which is, like, a gang in the future that they see. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Like, they think that they have something to do with the virus. And then throughout the course of time, they, like, keep sending him back in time. And he keeps, because time travel isn't very, like, Well-developed yet.
1: Time travel is an art, not a science.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they keep accidentally sending him back to different points in time, which is slowly revealed. And he meets this woman who's, like, a psychiatrist, who's, like, doing studies on stuff, and then... It's so hard to explain, because the movie
1: doesn't make sense. She... I'll do my best here. Pick up where I left off, Sarah. She first meets Bruce in a psych ward where she is assigned to be his counselor. And he's telling her, like, oh, my God, you got to watch out. There's a virus coming. Um, All these people are going to die. I'm not crazy. And then he disappears from the psych ward because the scientists call him back into his future realm. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, this is crazy. Like, how did he disappear? They had him chained up and everything. So after this, she's inspired to write a book on the concept of... People that have been like crazy throughout history, but have been like prophesizing or warning about Cassandra stuff. Cassandra complex. Yeah, and she like finds all these connections throughout history where somebody was warning about this virus that's coming, and she's starting to be like a little bit believing in it herself. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Willis comes back to the past back to the future, too. And uh, he kidnaps her, and they're driving around, and he's, like, trying to find the 12 monkeys, and he's like, I need your help. And now she's, like, believing him. Because yeah. he also has, like, shrapnel in his leg that's a bullet from, like, World War One That was, like, shot at that
0: time. Like, they, like, do an, anal- uh, like, an- analyze it, and they're like, this bullet was shot in 1920. Which, sidebar, uh, World War One was over. Okay. But it's okay. Don't worry about it, Terry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're going, they're trying to find stuff, and then it turns out that the 12 Monkeys is just Brad Pitt running this thing. Brad Pitt's the son of this famous virologist who's, like, developing what ends up being the virus. Um, And Brad Pitt is, like, really anti-animal testing. Mm -hmm. And then he, like, frees a bunch of zoo animals, and everyone's like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. He was kind of talking about it in the psych ward when Bruce Willis first met him, but you weren't really sure what he was going on about. And then when Bruce Willis meets him later in like seven years in the future, now he's like fully into this ideology and he's fully like, let's free the monkeys. Ah! And so then they do. And then Bruce
0: Willis realizes that the 12 monkeys is actually just like a bunch of ragtag vegans. And then
1: this is when we realize (laughs) I'm going to drop my joke here. 12 monkeys. If Tyler Durden was a vegan. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Turns out that the twelve monkeys is a red herring, and they're like, "Oh God!" And they go in an airport, and then Bruce Willis gets shot, which is a thing that Bruce Willis saw as a child.
1: Yeah, there's like a time
0: loop on baby Bruce Willis's face, and we're like, "Oh God, it's all connected." And then it's like a thing too, though. My heart. My favorite. My favorite trope is when they're like. He's like, I knew. Because he had been seeing, like, he had this memory of this, like, woman running towards this man who just got shot. And he, like, kept coming back to it. And, like, the whole time, the whole movie, he is, like, this woman, my psychiatrist is so familiar. What's going on? And And then they both realize. And she remembers him. They're like, what's going on? Like, I remember you. What's going on? it turns out that they had been through many of, like, these cycles together. They kept meeting each other through time. I know. And then I was like, oh, God. Oh, and then there's also a whole thing where like Bruce Willis isn't sure if he's actually going through time or if he's just crazy, and then he's like, "I think I'm just
1: crazy, and I want to be better." Yeah, and he like the overarching he super wants to stay in the past. He doesn't want to go because in the future he's living underground, like a worm. He's a prisoner for some reason. Yeah, not really established. There's a lot of stuff happening. The scientists are like these crazy, like weird. Like I don't know, you start to kind of wonder because like the whole thing where he's underground is like very surreal, yeah. And the scientists are all talking to him at once. It's like yeah. each scientist has a line to complete a sentence, yeah. And everything they say is projected on this this like orb t- orb of TVs with like eyes like, and stuff. And on yeah, it, and just like what is happening? Yeah. It's very
0: Terry Gilliam, who also did all the animations for um Monty Python.
1: That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm.
0: And also is from St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Yo,
1: that also makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm like very excited to talk about this Brad. Me too. This is a Brad that, like, I feel like I've been waiting for this. Like, um, we're getting
0: into the good shit. This is the good shit. This is the only role Brad Pitt has ever been nominated for an Oscar for. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in the 95. Oscars.
1: Wow. Which is really interesting. This is very, and this is before Fight Club, right? Yeah. Okay. This is the precursor to Tyler Durden. Oh, this God. is where I think he first tapped into this character, which mm-hmm. you see elements of in other yeah. movies. This is where he, I think, I'm not going to say this for sure, but like one of the first times I've noticed him doing the laugh. Yeah. Where he's <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Brad does this like really maniacal laugh. Yeah. He does it as Tyler Durden a lot. Yeah.
0: Of course not you want to escape right that's very
1: sane that's very sane
0: i can help you you want me to don't you get you out you know how to get out of here <laughs>
1: yes my son
0: it's like it's like a young, like you said, like, vegan Tyler Durden. He's, like, a younger version. Like, you can see the character that ends up being Tyler Durden
1: incubating in this. Yeah. So he, like, doesn't, what he doesn't have is the collectedness. He yeah, he's have, not suave.
0: No, he's not suave at all. He's, like, he's crouching f- like a little on. ape.
1: But you know? he also has that stuff going on where when he's talking in the psych ward, he's making enough sense that you're, like, maybe he's on to something. Right? He's like, oh, they call me crazy, but, like, they're they're crazy for, like, you know, I don't know he's just talking about like society is inherently crazy. Yeah, he has this really
0: like this really solid monologue where he talks about like back in the 1800s this guy was like there are these invisible things called germs and they were like you're crazy and now like I saw a guy drop a burger and he wiped it off. And I was like, what about the germs? And the guy was like, I don't believe in germs. And now he's
1: crazy. What happened? Right. No, absolutely. And he's just talking, I don't know, consumerism, capitalism. Like, that's insane to think you should, like, buy into all that. Yeah. Like, I'm crazy for speaking out against it. Yeah, they're trying to play at at the TV yeah. and, like, watching ads. Blah, blah, blah. He's doing all of these, like, little motions and twitches and chewing on, his fingers. chewing on his fingers. And he keeps, like, he can't really finish a sentence. And he'll do this thing where he'll stop and he'll cock his head. Kind of like a raptor. In- yeah. Jurassic Park, like, looking around. Yeah. It's, like, so physical.
0: And I think that we've talked about before, but Brad Pitt is, like, a very physical actor. Absolutely. And it's, like, I feel like we shoehorn him into a lot of these, like, stoic characters where he's not allowed to explore that physicality. Oh, he has to be Or goofy. use his body. And, like, the thing that's interesting about this character in Tyler Durden, which we'll talk about more in Fight Club when that happens, is, like, All of this weird hippie mumbo jumbo stuff is like, low key, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt thinks it. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Like, I think Brad Pitt's a huge fucking hippie. And like, corporate, like, even though he's like part of like the oppressive structure of like Hollywood, like you can tell Brad Pitt is like, oh no, they're trying to like control our minds with commercial. Like Brad Pitt doesn't let his kids watch commercial TV. Does Brad Pitt even own a TV? No. Brad Pitt Brad I mean, Pitt has a whole movie theater for like movies because he's like into film, but he like is showing like Shiloh John like Godard and shit.
1: <laughs> this is our uh asterisk. This is a fantasy. Uh, <laughs> brad has not commented on this <laughs> brad has truth. neither confirmed nor, nor denied. denied that he
0: owns a tv so um
1: <laughs> no absolutely and his whole thing right now where he's like we keep going back to the matcha tea yeah but like brad is so leather sandals and rolled up jeans brad and- Pitt is a uh, spike jones in that movie where spike jones was just in it also <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of Also, until very recently, he smoked a shit ton of weed. Oh,
0: yeah. we I feel like as a people don't really talk about that a lot. Brad Pitt was a huge fucking stoner. You don't just
1: smoke weed and then not start talking about how corporations are evil. (laughs) It's one of the side effects. (laughs) Like, literally. You take one hit and then you're like... Holy shit, guy.
0: Four champ post that's like I did a rail of Adderall and now I can't stop thinking about how rich people are evil and I'm going full communist. <laughs>
1: it's like that's why the government doesn't like drugs.
0: <laughs> um no, but like this was like such an electric performance. Absolutely. It was fascinating. It's like Terry Gilliam is one of those directors where I feel like I need to see his movies like 6 or 7 times in order to like figure out if I like um spicy sweet doritos <laughs> I like can't stop watching
1: to figure out if I like it or not. Definitely, I do not know if I liked this movie, but also I loved this movie. Absolutely same. Like I was watching it. I was watching this on a train on the way to Albany on an iPad, and I was like disgusted. I was kind of nauseous from the Mm -hmm. bus. It's a disgusting movie. It's
0: awful. And like like you first see Bruce Willis, and he's like hunched up like a little worm maggot, and he's like drooling, covered in blood of the movie, just actively drooling. Yeah,
1: and it's like, how did you get that much spit? in your body, <laughs> If Bruce. you did a costume of him in this movie, you would need to get a string. I would personally use, like, when you use a hot glue gun oh, yeah. and you let it string out, you would have to have that attached to your yeah. lip the whole time uh, to get it. Secondary sidebar,
0: what's your face in the blonde wig would be a really good and the sunglasses would be a really good niche Halloween costume. Couples costume. Bruce Willis
1: with the thing of hot glue drool on his chin and the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist. That's like really good. But like an example of how like just like it's not ever gory, I don't think, but it is disgusting. Like mm-hmm. Bruce Willis picks up a spider and he, and he eats, eats it. Because he didn't know. He was like, I had to bring back a sample and I couldn't think of what else to do, so I ate it. Film. Yeah,
0: this whole movie is like uncomfortable to look at, but in a way that's like repulsive but draws you in. That is repulsive away. but draws you in. It's a
1: car crash of a film.
0: I like honestly recommend it. Yeah. It's like, I'm still thinking about it. Also, now it's a TV show.
1: Weird. Yeah,
0: they turned it into a TV show, a TV series, which I'd be interested to see. Huh. Which, like, makes sense, and I think it would almost make more sense as a TV show. Yeah, there was a lot they were trying to fit into this. (laughs) There's a lot going on here.
1: But, no, Brad Pitt's performance was, like, absolutely electric. Yeah. He stole – and this is what I was trying to say, like, he – And Bruce weirdly worked really well together, Mm -hmm. and Brad didn't steal the show, Mm -hmm. even though Bruce is kind of a stoic character, and Mm -hmm. Brad is just, like, all over the place. Like, when they're having a conversation, like, imagine Bruce hulking on the bed, covered (laughs) in, like, snot and drool. And Brad is, like, it's almost like you cut frames out of the movie, where he's just, like, zipping around the bed and, like, explaining all these concepts to him.
0: But it works really well. Yeah, it's really interesting. I can totally see why he was nominated. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: and you see a couple different characters for him too, because like he's in the mental institution. And then when we jump forward in time, you see him like at his father's mansion or something. And they're throwing The like, world's wealthiest virologist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That CDC money. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> he would just be a government employee, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He's got that he doesn't he's got that sweet, sweet government insurance.
1: <laughs> um no, and Brad is there and he's got his long hair and he's in a suit and he's very like, oh, like my father, blah, 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 blah. But he's so he's like stable at that point in his life, but he's still twitching. Like he's got this one eye that keeps wandering. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not that that's attributed to Brad's acting <laughs> skills. <laughs> Maybe he
0: learned how to control one eyeball. Yeah. Um, Gross. Yeah, and then you get Link in the minish cap. Uh, Brad, you know, when he's wearing his, like, dark Legends of Ze- Legend of Zelda <laughs> outfit with his long elf hat and his yeah, weird tunic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> his long, greasy hair. And then you get the final Brad, which is when he is with the 12 Monkeys, this animal rights activist group that he started, and he's, like... Kidnapped his father. Yeah, he kidnapped his own father, because he's, like, fuck the man, because they were animal testing. <laughs> mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. really mad about it. I, like, I believe this Brad. Definitely. He's so, like, right on that edge where it's, like, you're either onto something or you're nuts and Yeah, you can't tell. 100%.
0: So often we get this misconception of Brad Pitt as, like, I don't know. I just feel like I say this all the time, but, like, this very stoic, historical man, Yeah. basically. There's, no. like, nothing else to say. And there's, like, a real kinetic energy to him. And he,
1: like... It's just so interesting. Yeah, you got it. And, like, I think we've, we keep touching on this. And, like, now with this piece, I feel a lot more solid about our past decisions also. Because mm-hmm. there's been some things where people are like, really? That one over that? etc." Mm-hmm. And I always feel a little insecure. Yeah. And it's not just because I got negged on a date about this Brad Pitt podcast <laughs> recently. Uh, but, like, now after seeing this, I'm like, no, you know what? I really stand by those decisions. Like, I am going to choose a Brad that's, like has that kinetic energy yeah. like you were saying over one that's like stoic because yeah. it's just not – he's just not – he can be doing a good job at it sometimes, yeah. he's is he ever really feeling it? Right. He's good at playing a bad dude. No, definitely. I want more
0: bad brads.
1: Definitely. You know?
0: But because he's so handsome and, like, quintessentially, like, this, like, great American pillar of, like, good old-fashioned farm boy Mm -hmm. gonna be a family man. Right. Like, we don't put him in that because that's not what our image of Brad Pitt, the person and the celebrity, is. Our image of Brad Pitt, the person and the celebrity, is, like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or, like... Ocean's Eleven and stuff like that. Like, he fares way better in these, like, off-Hollywood. Yeah. Like, no, he's uh, weirdly weird. art
1: roles. He's a weird dude. He's weird. And Johnny Suede. Yeah, like these weird, surreal, gritty, gross movies. Yes. He's, like, so... And that's such a made me a little sad, but, like, that's kind of, like, an era that, like, I, maybe we'll come back to it in the future, and I hope that we do, but, yeah. like, that was such a time and place kind of thing, and I'm yeah. thinking about all of the roles where people are, like, oh, he's nailing it. Like, was that all in the 90s? Brad. No wonder
0: he's producing now.
1: <laughs> right? He's, like, they don't make anything for me anymore. Right? Like, it's. Like, we've it's, gone beyond that. Like, it's, like, we don't do that really surreal stuff anymore.
0: Yeah, and I, I want that. it's fun it's it's really it's more interesting and it's more thinky Mm -hmm. and it's like and it's a little sorry oh you finish
1: it's a little messy
0: yeah it's it's because of the economy because people aren't seeing movies anymore because blah, 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 because of fucking
1: Marvel. <laughs> Suck my fucking cock. Guys, go look at the Marvel meme that March Bradness <laughs> reblogged from my Twitter account. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's it's why
0: don't we get these weird, messy, low concept, or high concept? Mm-hmm. Yeah, high concept. High concept, because it's like, the, the concept is, Bruce Willis is a man who knows that there is a virus that's going to, like, you know, get rid of the world, and... He has to go back in the past to stop it. Like that's it, yeah. And it just gets like really like nuanced and messy, and it's like there's no room for like nuanced sci-fi and stuff yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah, and like this is the shit that would have inspired the hell out of little neopets dweeby me. Yeah, like, this is the stuff that you watch and you're like, oh man, like, and after you finish watching it, you're like, I want to go make something. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I'm like sitting, I'm like, oh fuck, man. Like yeah. I want to make a thing. Yeah, and you don't get that
1: anymore. No, I never leave a, a movie stuff. feeling jazzed. It's now. like I'm all always of our- like. Like cool, I'm tired and my legs hurt from sitting down in the dark. Yeah, it's like so much of like
0: what we're producing in terms of like bigger budget or like more like sci-fi genre-y stuff is just like the same boring glossy heroes journal journey. And I want like a gritty maggot cave. I want drool! drool. (laughs) Give me drool. (laughs) Um yeah, I just like I want. There's something missing from film right now—the
1: mm-hmm. heart and soul. I know, and I'm just like, I don't know. Give me the heart. Give, Give me, me the, the heart, boys, and free my I'm like, we're getting
0: heart and soul in like indie movies and yeah, stuff, and they're like, call me coming, by your name, call me by your name, and it's which just, let like,
1: the film end on that amazing scene <laughs> of oh Timothy, God. what's his face, crying into Timmy. a fireplace for like eight minutes. Yeah, the
0: whole credits is just him staring in the fire. Like it's just like oh my god uh, I'm throwing my hat in the ring for how he should win but he won't um, and also like I don't think I don't want him to because that'll ruin he's his young. life he's 22 yeah like I would feel kind of uncomfy dating him yeah even though I absolutely would <laughs> Timothy Chalamet if you are looking for a lady friend hey how's Caller- it going call me
1: by my name whoa <laughs> boosh. <laughs> Which is Hannah. Can we do a call me maybe, call <laughs> me by your name thing? Oh, I have to work on my video. Mm. I'm
0: making a music video. Hannah's? Watch this space. Something really good in the works.
1: Um... Anyways,
0: this is all to say, 12 Monkeys absolutely won. Oh, there's like... It's like, you're listening to this and you're like, why did you even talk about the first movie for two seconds? (laughs) They saw the roster and they were like, question mark of a movie versus 12 Monkeys. (laughs) But I'm also like surprised because I feel like, a little surprised. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how it was going to go down Mm -hmm. going in because like, I feel like we've been seeing a lot of these early 90s, like gritty, Mm -hmm. like... Man, Brad's, mm-hmm. and it's been like,
1: uh, yeah, no, I was like, it could have gone bad, but I, it, didn't. it didn't. It was so good. Oh God, no, this is a uh, watch out, guys, because Twelve Monkeys, Brad is, he's coming to rip your eyeballs out, <laughs> rear <Free> your dog. <laughs> in that order I wouldn't even be that mad no I would because eye horror is like horrifying oh yeah but like I'm glad
0: there was no eye horror in this oh, movie oh me too honestly. I was like there could have been there was tooth horror but I like was looking at my phone during like the tooth extraction oh, I part. couldn't watch
1: no high potential for eye horror but luckily didn't happen <laughs> thanks Terry <laughs> no yeah congratulations 12 monkeys
0: 12 monkeys barrels right over happy together well, that's no surprise here, Frank. Ugh, so good. Tune in next week for a Brad bite, which is going to be a fun, sexy time. I don't know what it's about, but it's going to be good. It is a mystery. <laughs> that that meme that's like the, the little ghost, ghost and he's like <laughs> um, And tune in the week after that for our next official pitting, which is True Romance versus Johnny Suede. He's, Brad Pitt and Gucci Loafers. He's back and his
1: hair is taller than ever.
0: <laughs> um, if you like us, totally feel free to let us know. Give us those sweet, sweet stars on iTunes. Please please write a comment. Uh tell your friends. We have a small but loyal listenership. <laughs>
1: tell your friends, please. Like, We're super like trying to grow our listenership and like
0: Tell a friend. Yeah. Let your friends know. Give us that rating on iTunes, maybe. if Like, comment, subscribe. You can subscribe to us on so many mediums. ACAST now, which is ACAST. You just look up March Bradness, and we're there. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to us. You can then listen to us, and then go listen to My Dad Made a Porno, which I really want to listen to. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. And then I always get really excited when people tell me about it. I'm like, I'm on that same network. I'm on that network. <gasps> what? See, Acast March Bradness, uh, Facebook March Bradness, uh, Instagram March.bradness, and Twitter at March Bradness.
1: Our website is marchbradness.net.
0: A really good website that Sarah made. You can listen to the latest episode, you, you listen can listen to all the episodes, all of the episodes, everyone in a convenient web player. Um, there's you, pictures, yeah, illustrations, photos. Uh, sometimes blog posts. There's a really good one, speaking of podcasts, about universes where Brad Pitt is different than he is now. And one of them is he's one of the McElroy butthers. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else is exactly the same.
1: It's a good universe. Uh, Check it out. It's a party. And yeah. like, I don't know. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. You're awesome. Thank you for listening. I love you. You are
0: the light of my life. You're beautiful in every single way and words can't bring you down. Whoa. Some... And uh, go check out 12 Monkeys and oh. then check out Call Me By Your Name.
1: Check it out. This is what I wanted to say. Um, Tweet at us. Email us. Reach Facebook out. Us. We want to hear from you. Yeah.
0: Um. How did you find us? Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah. What do you want to see? What are yeah.
1: your thoughts on Brad Pitt? Do you have any Brad bite suggestions? Yeah. Because like, give us a topic. Honestly, give us a topic and we'll talk about it. Be like, what do you think it would be like if Brad wore funny hats? And <laughs> I, I swear like, God, I know.
0: I'll be able to talk about that for 15 minutes. We
1: will give you an episode on it. What if Brad Pitt was
0: a bullfrog? I would be able to talk about There's it. There's a Brad bite. There you go. Here you go. And that's going to be our Brad bite. <laughs> I'm going to go. And then it's a frog. (laughs) It's got a little (laughs) little nose. Rose, that (laughs) joke made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah's like, "Yep." (laughs) Sarah and I are the funniest joke. uh, You should have us on your improv team, but then also don't because we would fucking steal the fucking show. Oh yeah, we would. But you would be the only successful improv team of all time. Anyway. (laughs) Um, all that is to say, you're great, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great day, week, month, year. And we'll see you next week. For Brad Bite. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>